This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com here. It is your leader in crossover coverage between pro wrestling, MMA, and boxing. Nobody does it better than us. Head over to Fightful.com. I know some of you are just checking out Fightful for the first time uh, this week. We get new viewers every day, new uh, visitors every single day. We are a breaking news site that also gives you all the news. We give you news that we do break and news that we don't break. So you get it all over at Fightful.com, live coverage, photos, videos, podcasts, forums, really anything you can ask for in a wrestling, MMA, or boxing website. We have a boxing newsletter that drops weekly, a wrestling uh, weekly uh, that – I don't want to call it a newsletter. It's about 1,000 words each week, and it has some exclusives in it. Uh, Just this week, I I shed some light on the New Japan and Access relationship – Josh Barnett, like who he works for, works with the new Ring of Honor belts, WWE, some backstage feelings on them working Christmas, not only this past year, but into the future. And uh, some crossover news between MMA, UFC and pro wrestling as well. And uh, a funny little story about EC3 as Sid. But we had New Japan, New, Japan, uh, new Year Dash this morning. And uh, I was very proud of our New Japan coverage over at Fightful.com. It is a really it is a growing brand, that in Ring of Honor. And we had Brandon Howard giving a post-Wrestle Kingdom 12 New Japan business update. We had all kinds of stories coming out of Wrestle Kingdom and New Year Dash. We had live coverage of both of those shows where you all could join us and talk about the shows. We have this podcast. I had a podcast yesterday with Robbie Radford that did excellent numbers. Uh, so it looks like I'll be continuing the podcast coverage of New Japan into the future. I will be talking the New Beginning and Sapporo cards probably the night of the NXT TakeOver show and the, the Royal Rumble show. I'll tack that on at the end as well. So those get coverage. Uh, we had a look at the Tokyo Dome extending past the the rich history of Wrestle Kingdom. Not just that, but Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson. Uh, we had staff picks and predictions and the results up on that. Just a lot of great stuff. Brandon Howard had a, a look at things uh, of how Okada versus Omega has maybe reflected the audience. Just a lot of great stuff in relation to New Japan over at Fightful.com, as well as every major wrestling company and uh, some minor ones as well. But we had New Japan Dash, and like I said, that Jericho-Omega match last night not only lived up to my expectations, it became one of my favorite matches ever, period. Like, it instantly, I thought it was just, it had a little bit of everything in that match, and 
that's not something we've seen out of Chris Jericho. And now after today, I'm starting to wonder, like, maybe he just got it, got it in him. As, as I mentioned, he probably had a little chip on his shoulder over WWE not letting NXT talent on his cruise. And maybe he just got it in him to, to solidify, even though he had that great run in WWE last year and the year prior, to just kind of help lend some more credence to the, the thing that he always says, that maybe he's one of the greatest of all time. And that that match definitely helped yesterday. And he made an appearance today. My New Japan match ratings will be up for, for this show immediately after the podcast is over, as well as my Wrestle Kingdom ones. They are up at FightfulWrestling.com. So a lot of these, some of these like multiple person matches, I won't necessarily give ratings to. You know what you're getting out of these, especially the openers. The first match was Kojima, Tenzan, Nakanishi, and Nagata defeating Oka. Narita, Yagi, and Umino, those are young boys. They attack early on. I was surprised Kojima didn't get like a, a New Japan Rumble win. It's it's hard for me to tell who's ever going to win those, though, because they they kind of are insignificant, but I like the feel-good moment that happened there. Uh, the veterans get the win here. Not a lot to talk about. Suzuki Goon defeated Jushin Thunder Liger, uh, Tiger Mask, uh, Makabe, a couple of buddies. You know, it's, it's just... Suzuki Goon, some of them have trouble fitting the bill for me, but the, the, them getting the win here was the right move. I, I'm beyond done watching Izuka wrestle. Of course, he busts out those dumbass fingers afterwards. I really hope, because Jushin Thunder Liger is still over, I hope we st- we get a Jushin Thunder Liger versus Chris Jericho match at some point, even at like, like anywhere, just anywhere. This year, give it to me. If it's on that cruise, whatever, if it's filmed, I'm all for it. Uh, Jericho's last match in New Japan before that that 20-year absence, I believe, was as Super Liger. So that would be kind of cool. This is where we start getting into things that that actually matter. Jay White defeated uh, Kinomura. And to me, Jay White in this match was completely void of heat after that Wrestle Kingdom loss, in my view. The crowd was still under the match. So that's not completely true in the grand scheme of things, but I, I didn't have any interest in the match. And maybe some of that is because human beings don't look like Kitamura. And after watching that Royal Rumble 2005 with the alternate commentary before they did the wellness tests, before people were dropping dead, that's that's what a lot of their guys looked like. And humans aren't supposed to look like that. So maybe that, that takes a little bit of the enjoyment out of it for me. White works over the leg. He looked a lot better in this match than he did at Wrestle Kingdom, in my opinion. And I don't think that's his fault. I don't think it's his fault that he didn't look good at Wrestle Kingdom. I think that that decision was a tough one to justify. He's still using the Blade Runner as a finish. Sure, he he won this match. It was it was average. It was to get him a win after he lost at Wrestle Kingdom. Up next, you had the Elite, um, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega defeating Rapongi 3K and Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger really over there. He was here to take the pen. <clears throat> I got to say the Elite. Marketing their own branch and stable and merchandise is brilliant. It's savvy that later as Bullet Club kind of splinters. But this was this was by and large a comedy match, but it all made sense too. I really liked the way it was all put together. Matt Jackson and Kenny Omega were making Nick Jackson do the lion's share of the work because they were both hurt. Uh, Omega had that vicious match, and Matt Jackson got worked over. His back got worked over so much at Wrestle Kingdom that he was like, hey, man, you 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 do it. So there's a hilarious exchange between Yo and Matt Jackson 
who both had their backs beaten on the night before. It was that dueling cell of the backs the night prior. Like they had, they came to this mutual understanding, like let's not target the back. And then Matt hit the ropes and he, he was hurt by that. Then they were just both like, let's tag out. And it was to Kenny Omega and cheeseburger. And usually you'd be like, yeah, Kenny Omega is going to wipe the floor with cheeseburger. Well, he didn't because he was so beaten up from the night before. And that's why like Rapongi 3K is a highly ranked team, a successful team. They went on that winning streak for like three or four months. But, you know, Cheeseburger is what he is in this role, and he's a he's a good pop and he does what he's supposed to do. But two of the members of the elite being hurt so badly gave this match going so long more credibility. Like Kenny Omega couldn't even do uh body to body contact on pins, which I thought Kevin Kelly did a great job of mentioning on commentary. Like, Cheeseburger and Rapongi didn't have a chance, but the injuries made it seem a little more believable. And for all those people that say that these three guys in particular in the Elite do not tell stories, that's that's crap, man. They told a great story in a comedy match here. Uh, the Elite win with Fatality over Cheeseburger. This was fun stuff. Then Bullet Club, I thought, was uh, this was probably second best match of the night. Uh, the Bullet Club combination of Cody, Mari Skrull, Takahashi, Chase Owens, and Leo Tonga uh, defeated Kota Ibushi, Kishida, and uh, Taguchi Japan. Brandy Rhodes has just turned into such an excellent manager, in my opinion, uh, with great purpose. She does what she's supposed to do. She gets in, she gets out. She doesn't get in the way when she doesn't need to be. Uh, she's working as a wrestler. She hopped on commentary here. Like, I don't know how much she'll do in the ring, but her willingness to improve and learn in several areas of wrestling. She's been a ring announcer before. She's been a backstage announcer. I think that's very admirable. Just like, she's like, okay, I'll do this, 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 and this. I want to learn all about it. And like Cody's love of wrestling is, seems like it's mirrored by, by his wife. And I think that's awesome because she is being featured prominently in large part because of him, but. Now she's becoming valuable. I mean, I don't want to say becoming. She's valuable in her own right, and that's pretty awesome. Leo Tonga has improved very quickly and got bigger very quickly. Um, he's very agile for a guy his size. He's he's going to be something good. He's going to be something to watch. I just love watching Kushida work, especially with Marty Skrull. Just, <laughs> it's a joy. One of my favorite things. Um, Brandy joined commentary and then later interferes, causes the distraction. Cody's using that Indian Deathlock as a finish. He taps out Finley with it. Bullet Club attack the uh, baby faces after the match, which was a, a fun match. It really was. Before Bullet Club can get to Ibushi, though, Kenny Omega makes the save. He has that storied history, that twisted history with Kota Ibushi. We saw Cody bring it up in the match with Ibushi uh, last night. And this got such a great reaction, a great pop. This is what was, what should happen, and this just sets off a chain reaction. And New Year's Dash is the day that like kind of kicks everything off. You see it in the, the description of, of this podcast over on Fightful.com. It sets the stage for the rest of the year. And right now, around Kenny Omega, you have so many questions. There's always the question of when's his contract up, yada, yada, and – Originally, he, he's probably signed some sort of extension. That's not me reporting anything. I don't know for sure. That's me assuming that if he's setting something like this up, then then he has. And if they're going full on, well, I mean, there's there's a couple ways they could do it. If for some reason his contract is up soon, and originally it was up in at the end of this year, not la or at the, at the end of this 
year for New Japan, which is the end of January. That's the end of their year uh, for like the company. And then they kind of reset the calendar. But I mean, for AJ Styles, it was just bam like that. That could happen with Kenny Omega. That could be setting the stage to just boot him out. But I think he's too ingrained in New Japan. He's too important to New Japan, and New Japan's too important to him. He's he's sticking around. He is sticking around. I don't think there's any way he leaves at this point. So I think this is more of a splinter. So Omega makes a save on on Ibushi. Now, with Omega, you can go right back to Jericho. You can do something there. But as we see later, that doesn't seem to be the case. So now there's a question mark. What's going on with him and Ibushi? Then, you know, he and Cody go face-to-face. What's going on with them? And this is something that seemed like it was gaining steam in the summer, and then they pushed back on it a little bit. I love that they did that. They they tapered it off for a while to let it gain and build more heat, and being the elite is such a good tool for them to use. Switchblade spot in Bullet Club to help repair the rift in the group. White Jay White comes out and accepts. And then hits his finish on Omega, and he wants the U.S. title. Now, normally I would say, okay, come on now. Losing to Tanahashi and not looking good in doing so, and then beating Kitamura does not get you a United States title shot, especially where it was positioned on the Wrestle Kingdom card. But if you attack, if if you get an endorsement from Kenny Omega like he just did, spurn him, and then piss him off to the point to where he wants to fight you, then yeah, sure, why not? You, that's you making a name for yourself. So it's not on merit, but it is on just just absolute troll culture, essentially, by just attacking somebody who wanted something to do with you. So I like that. You're, you're going to see what Jay White has out of a match with Kenny Omega. You really will. Um, that is an interesting way to get some heat back on him. Now I am really, really excited to see how, the, how Bullet Club hashes out because you already have the Elite and Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. They could just do their own thing. Now, there's like 12 members right now. There's a team that teams up just right after this, Gorillas of Destiny and Bad Luck Fale, that is Tongaroa, uh, Tama Tonga, and Bad Luck Fale, who call themselves the Bullet Club OGs. I could see them grabbing Leo Tonga and that being a splinter. Then you have Bullet Club Elite, but then you have Cody, you have Skrull, you have Hangman Page, you have these guys who work in America pretty regularly. What happens to Takahashi? What happens to Chase Owens? I don't know. But there are ways you can do this. Now, I don't want it to all be like a, I don't want it to be Bullet Club Elite. If if the Elite are out on their own, they should just be the Elite. They have been smart enough to set that up and do that on their own and make a good go of it and keep it going and make it successful. And you could still have like Cody and Marty and Hangman Page on being the elite, but have them like as the villains of being the elite. Like, cause hangman page has the thing where he's going a little crazy over Joey Ryan and Cody isn't happy with, with the flip Gordon integration of things. And then you have Marty Skrull, who's kind of the wild card there. And he's a real entertaining character it is it's, it's, it's so cool. Sorry to, sorry to study there, stutter there how being the elite has <laughs> tied into the story so much and accentuated the story. Now, Bullet Club with, if, if you're going like Gorillas of Death, Destiny, Leo Tonga, Bad Luck Fale, Chase Owens, and Takahashi, from an American standpoint, from a North American standpoint, I, I hate to say this, it does seem like a 
B team type of thing. Unless this new group brings over Jay White as the new guy, because there were a lot of people who had questions about Kenny Omega taking over. There were some that even had questions about AJ Styles taking over when he did. But maybe, maybe he can be the guy that spearheads the future of Bullet Club. And these OGs are like, you guys are fighting. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply over something that isn't yours it's ours so i think there's there's a lot of stories to be told here a lot of stories to be told here and for so long people have been saying bullet club is dead bullet club is dead i'll believe it when i see it the never open weight six-man tag team championships bullet club grills of destiny and folly regain their titles defeating chaos that's beretta tomohiro ishii and toriyano toriyano i'm not a big toriyano guy this is a comedy spot and bad wrestling for the most part early. There was too much Loa and Yano in this for me. Ishii and Loa do a good job at getting a reaction from a shoulder block spot. Like they kept going to it, going to it, going to it, and wouldn't knock each other down. And then it paid off. So that, that was really cool to see. Um, it just this group, this aspect of Bullet Club, it's already seemed so detached. Like Fale and Gorillas of Destiny just seem so just not involved at this point but the thing is it's theirs kenny omega is the quote-unquote leader right now and young bucks are so prominent but it it is fales and tamatangas more than anybody's because they've been there since the beginning and you know tongaloa and leo tonga are family to tamatanga so it's going to be very very interesting not surprised why Tonga is surprised Beretta kicked out of the Valeno. He kicks out of everything, but at least he sells it like crazy. <laughs> um, finally, the gun stun gets the win on Ber- over Beretta for the title change. There were a couple of cool spots. Tomohiro Ishii, German suplexes Fale. That was cool. Tomatonga hits a big superplex. Also very cool. This is fine. You know, There were no like great, great matches, but there were some fine matches and some good matches on this show. Suzuki Goon defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi, Michael Elgin, and War Machine. Very likely the last time we've seen War Machine in New Japan for a while. And depending on what they decide to do with a Michael Elgin in the future, like, who knows what his role would be. Like, I was kind of surprised that a guy like Davey Boy Smith Jr., who had the, the lineage and the technical wrestling aspect and the size and the agility didn't get that Elgin role. But, I mean, it was more him getting himself over than it was him being given a role, I thought, in, in Elgin's case. But maybe he will after the stir that Elgin caused. Suzuki was really targeting Tanahashi. Like, you could see in, uh, <laughs> in through the early parts of this match, like, kind of where they were going with this. 
and it was towards Suzuki and Tanahashi. Uh, Suzuki dragged Tanahashi out of the ring with a heel hook, like with a couple of minutes left. And then Saber and Elgin had this great series of counters and reversals that ended in a blue thunder bomb. Hanson modifies like this side slam in a way that makes it his own. I thought that was cool, but a killer bomb, uh, no pun intended, kills off Hanson and Rowe. I would, I would say it killed off Hanson in particular. So the Suzuki thing, like the whole time this is happening, I'm talking like the, the finish of the match, a couple of minutes, Suzuki had rolled Tanahashi out of the ring with a heel hook, and he was still attacking that knee. The Like I mentioned on the podcast with Robbie Radford yesterday, go check it out, Fightful.com, FightfulPods.com. Everybody and their mother knows that Tanahashi's leg is hurt. They know it. So <laughs> you see visually Suzuki roll Tanahashi out of the ring with that heel hook, that rolling heel hook, and then they cut back, and Suzuki's still working on it minutes later and doesn't give up. Now, here's the thing. I'm hoping this this leads to a match and not like a title vacation because with Tanahashi and you hear some analysts say, well, that's just not the way they do things. Is Tanahashi putting over Jay White? Well, they should have. That should have been what happened. Uh, it's easy to say should have been then. We'll, we'll see uh, a month or two down the line after Sapporo and stuff like that. But they're keeping Suzuki very strong. They're moving him from – Losing the never open weight championship right into a program with their the guy who was their ace for so long and the intercontinental championship, which is held in high regard. Suzuki worked over Tanahashi with a chair and stuff like that. So it's there <laughs> with Suzuki. You just never know when his body's going to give out on him. And with Tanahashi, you also never know when his body is going to give out on him. And with the constant injuries to him, like his bicep, his knees, like. He slowed down a lot. He is not the Tanahashi that main evented Wrestle Kingdom shows and put New Japan on his back for so long. This isn't that guy, in my opinion. But to be fair, in a match with Suzuki, you don't have to be that guy. Different kind of style, more methodical pace. That's 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 a doozy right there. And it wouldn't surprise me to see Suzuki end up with that Intercontinental Championship. LIJ defeated Chaos in the main event. Chaos all beats down Takahashi. But really, they should have kicked Okada's ass for wearing those pants two nights in a row. The balls on Kazuchika Okada. He knows he's the man. Like, I said yesterday that the the title reign, he's the first man to ever take the IWGP Heavyweight Championship over a 500-day reign. He's two title defenses away from tying the record. He held it for a complete calendar year, all of 2017, but really what solidifies him as the greatest IWGP heavyweight championship champion of all time is that he had the balls to wear those stupid ass Mickey James pants two nights in a row. Man, if he's like he's like Russell Westbrook levels of like I can do what I want with this gear. Who cares? Those are the ugliest damn pants I have ever seen in my life. Uh this side of Mickey James anyway. The Naito-Okada interactions here were really awesome. We were made to look like Naito is more than on Okada's level after he's uh, failed to beat him a couple times. Yoshihashi looked way happier to be here than he did in the New Japan Rumble last night. The breakdown at the end of this match is a great pace. This was match of the night. You really see how much good over-talent there is between LIJ and Chaos. Okada eats a three-person dropkick, and thankfully they all connected so Chase Sherman wouldn't tweet about it. 
Uh, Naito wins over Yoshihashi with Destino. This was a, a fun match. Also fun, right after the match, Bushi cracks Osprey with a flying code breaker. Like he jumps off the top rope, catches uh, Osprey with a code breaker. I can't believe he's going to do that for years to come on a nightly basis, but there it is. Also, a time bomb from Hiromu to kind of establish that. I would look for him to be to contend for that title, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. And then afterwards, the big one, Chris Jericho attacks Tetsuya Naito, and it's quickly broken up. And Naito doesn't like pay him a whole lot of mind. He does the whole Naito doesn't care type of thing, which fits. It's cool. It makes sense. <laughs> but that's uh, Chris Jericho sticking around for a little while. And as we mentioned uh, before the Long Beach show is he doesn't have any dates uh, before the uh, Sapporo shows. I don't think he has any dates. Let me check. Let me check the Fozzie tour date because I think that he might have – He, I think he has one that weekend. No, he has one on Saturday, March 31st. So it would not shock me. I fully expect – again, not a report, just me expecting. I would expect to see Chris Jericho um, – actually, that's that's in March. So let me – let me just – yeah, he's going to be in Paris, France on uh, January 28th. So that's going to be tough for him. Maybe he can show up in the first night uh, and then fly over to Paris. But, I, you know, it wouldn't shock me to see him at uh, Sapporo. But I fully expect to see him in Long Beach, which Access and New Japan are still negotiating. Man, it's just – it's like Chris Jericho got a chip on his shoulder, and he's like, I want to show people I can still work whatever style. And that Omega match really did it. And you're throwing him right back in there with Naito. <clears throat> going to be a good one too now where okada goes i'm not that sure right this second but uh again well that's that's what makes sapporo so interesting and that's a big big weekend for wrestling you got nxt takeover you have the royal rumble and you have two new japan dates and this great new era form i don't think that they're going to be losing a whole lot of people this year and that's pretty great because the last time i remember them with this much momentum now granted Okada Omega gave them a lot of momentum, but uh, so I shouldn't say the last time they had this momentum. They, the last three years, have just had excellent momentum coming out of Wrestle Kingdom with Okada Omega last year and then the the domestic pay-per-view over here and it doing so well. But right after that in 2016, they lost all those people. They lost Carl Anderson. They lost Gallows. They lost Shinsuke Nakamura. They lost uh, AJ Styles, and I... I believe it was around that time also Kota Ibushi established that he wasn't going to be back full-time with them. He's back here and there. But, um, you know, Ibushi could be the guy for for Okada because he beat uh, Cody the other night, so that that could be the thing. Very, very – so so if you're looking at Kenny Omega and Jay White with a big fracture of the Bullet Club, that's that's something. you got Chris Jericho Naito. You might have Okada and – Ibushi, man, that's that's cool. You might have Osprey and Hiromu Takahashi. That's fire. That is just fire. The tag team division is going to be going somewhere with War Machine probably stepping out of it. Uh, I'm hoping personally that it leads to, and I bring this up on almost every New Japan show, but I really hope it leads to an integration of the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championships and the Heavyweight Championships because of a clash of styles and things like that. That's what I want to see out of out of this. Um, 
you know, th- there was a lot made, especially by me, of Jay White losing that Wrestle Kingdom match, and I just, I do think that's rough. But they had to have him lose that if they were going to go the Chris Jericho route. And again, like I said, that's that's one seed that's planted and can grow into a tree that branches this way, branches this way, branches this way. Because I don't think the the story's over with Jay White and Bullet Club. I could see him leading, quote unquote, leading the Leo Tonga and Tama Tonga and Bad Luck Fale and those guys who have kind of taken a step back in the eyes of a lot of people for the Bullet Club because you got some they've got that that American presence and that North American presence and that UK presence and Cody has been a big face for them and the Young Bucks have been a big face for them and so has Kenny Omega and all of the cast of being the elite really has. I was kind of surprised that they didn't bring over Hangman Page just to be there. Just to be there. We have an exclusive interview up with Hangman Page uh, on Fightful.com, by the way, where he talks about New Japan. He talks about Ring of Honor. talks about moving into the into Bullet Club, being the elite, things like that. Shane Taylor also talked about that show recently. So that's worth checking out. Definitely want to tell you guys, head over. Brandon Howard has a feature up post-Wrestle Kingdom 12. New Japan Pro Wrestling Business Update, a great look from that guy. Uh, we pay him a premium, and he does the work to earn it. Like He's just he's something special, as is a lot of our team. We have that Fightful podcast on Wrestle Kingdom 12. Uh, very happy with the engagement in that. The, uh, the numbers on that did very well live for 4 p.m. Eastern on a Tuesday, about like 10 hours after the show was live. I was very, very happy with that. On the NXT side of things, we had those spoilers from last night's tapings. But back to New Japan, I have match ratings that will be up for Wrestle Kingdom 12 and for New Year Dash. So check that out. Also, our live coverage of uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12. Uh, Brandon Howard has another one up there titled, What Okada Omega and Steamboat Savage Tell Us About the Wrestling Audience. I thought that was just fascinating. Really, really good. We have a fight size update. We do those. I'll explain those to you in a minute. But on New Japan the attendance, things like that. Uh, there are a lot of web- wrestling websites, many successful, that will do a couple lines of an, of an update and stuff like that and then just run a couple of those and you'll have like a 40-word story. Honestly, with as much content as we have up between wrestling, boxing, and MMA, I instead opt for my site to do a fight size update where we compile all those, like six, seven, sometimes up to a dozen different little news stories that I don't think are big enough for uh, their own story, although we do reserve the right to go back and make a full story out of them as as they develop. I just think that's that's a better way to go. And again, we have a ton of exclusives at Fightful.com, but not only that, we bring you all the news from everywhere else so you can get all of your news. Like, hey, maybe you want to read about Heath Slater getting stuck in an airplane crapper. I wrote a story about that. And then I wrote an update on the Women of Otter Championship field, the start date, things like that. But we also had stories like from Okada and Naido comparing each other uh, ahead of Wrestle Kingdom. We had Osprey talking about Marty Skrull being jealous that New Japan uh, recruited him first. Cody Rhodes talking about his match with Kota Ibushi. Like we had our staff predictions. We really went all in on this, and I'm very much looking forward to more New Japan coverage over at Fightful.com. As I said. Uh, likely that I will be doing uh, a miniature like Sapporo recap on the in, or the NXT Takeover show and the Royal Rumble show. The Royal Rumble show might be a long one, so we'll see. Maybe I'll do uh, my own news update the day before that. 
But I want to thank you guys for all the support you showed us. We've got more stuff on about the uh, about the Fire Pro Wrestling PS4 uh, release of New Japan. Thank you guys so much for all the support for this uh, New Japan week that you all have have just provided us and all the engagement. Again, share our stories, like us, thumbs up, all that stuff. If you want to see more of Robbie Radford, let us know. I love doing that show with him yesterday. It was awesome. But until next time, guys, visit Fightful.com. Follow us on Instagram over at Fightful Online. Twitter, Fightful Online. Facebook, it's Fightful Online. Until next time, guys, we're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.